thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. So for today's episode, I am super excited to introduce to you uh, our guest for today. It is Pastor Kurt Skelly. He is the pastor of Faith Baptist Church. Um, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But pastor there, been doing this for uh, quite a while, several, several years, uh, pastoring several different churches and getting to travel across the U.S. and across the world, preaching at places. And we're excited to have him on for today's podcast. Uh, now, Brother Skelly, this is an introductory question that I ask to everybody coming on. But could you share with us your salvation testimony? Sure. Yeah, first of all, Colton, thanks for letting me come on. I'm really pumped about speaking to your listeners. And Thank you. All of you listeners have made a great choice to listen to a podcast like this because anytime we can rub shoulders with people that have a zeal for God and have a desire for us to live for God, that's a good that's a good influence. Yes. So it, it means a lot to me that you've invited me. You know, I got I got saved when I was 16. I I grew up in kind of a hybrid home. My my dad and my mom were divorced when I was about four years of age. My mother got remarried when I was about 10. And we moved to um, a new town. It was very difficult for me. I was in a public school. I didn't really have a desire to follow God with my life. Uh, I got into some trouble. Matter of fact, I got into a lot of trouble. I ended up going to a Christian school my ninth through 12th grade year, not not for any spiritual reason, but just because the Christian school was a better opportunity for me to play sports. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't good enough to play in the the large public high school. Mm -hmm. So I went, but I I was, um, and I played the game, but I I wasn't a Christian. Mm -hmm. I had some friends that invited me to go to a teen camp when I was a, a junior in high school. And it was the only time I went to a teen camp during my high school years. And there mm-hmm. I heard the gospel. I, I heard some really strong, convicting preaching, but I made no decision for Christ. And it was sometime later <laughs> that, that summer that I was home by myself at my house. My parents were gone for the weekend. My brother had already moved out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I was under just such great conviction. And it just occurred to me, of course, it was the Holy Spirit that I could repent and trust Christ right there. And so I did. I knelt down by my couch there in Newington, Connecticut, and asked Christ to come into my life and become my personal Savior. My life didn't change dramatically immediately, but my, my spirit did, and my, my desires did. And I point back to that season where God just began to really work in my life about mm-hmm going into preaching, communicating the word of God. I, I would never have considered that uh, mm-hmm. uh, until that time. So I can say that God revolutionized my life when he saved me. Amen. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I do think that's true, kind of what you said there, going, you know, going to a Christian school and kind of just playing part. There are a lot out there that do that. I've done that at times. And listeners, if you go to a Christian school, even if you don't, but if you feel like you're playing the part, uh, get that settled. Don't. There's no need to play the part. It, just get those things settled, get your salvation settled. No need in faking it and going on with that. And I've given the gospel many times, 
but you could reach out, talk to us about it. We'd love to get that settled for you. Talk to your pastor, talk to somebody, but, but don't put that off and no need to play the part in that. Uh, next question, kind of going off of that, could you share with us uh, your testimony about your call to preach or call to ministry? You know, I, I don't know that I can say that there was a time and a place in my life mm. where I was definitively called to preach. It was more of a increasing realization that this was the only thing I could do and the only thing could in the sense of could and be satisfied. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't really explain this, but when I was making my college choice, I had always planned to be a lawyer, go to law school. Hmm. I picture myself in a courtroom. It was my, my passion, what I wanted to do. I loved to, to, to debate. But, you know, as I was making a college choice, it be became very clear to me that the Lord really wanted me to communicate his word. Now, the interesting thing about that is I had never preached a message. Mm -hmm. I, I had no experience. I wasn't the son of a prophet, you know, so I, mm -hmm. yeah. I really didn't even know what that meant. Mm -hmm. But I did. I went to Bible college with a desire just to learn the Bible. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I went my freshman year, sat in the front row of my Bible classes and just soaked it up. Even mm -hmm. simple things were just so sure. profound to me. And it was that increasing realization that I had a passion to know the word of God and then to share it with others. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that meant missions mm -hmm. work or evangelism. I didn't know if that meant pastoring. I had no clue. I just knew that the rest of my life would be spent communicating God's word to others. Hmm. Awesome. And I love that. You know, not everyone's testimony is the same. Some, you know, as you said before, it's a, you know, church service on like a Wednesday night or whatever night. And, you know, the preacher's preaching and they're convicted of it. And they know they need to be a preacher or like yourself, just kind of opening doors. And this, that desire is there and the Lord opens things up. And each of us are different in that. Now, in your sermons, you've talked a lot about memorization of scripture. And I know you do a lot of that. Can you walk us through uh, maybe why memorization is important uh, for scripture? And what are some tips that help you in that? And maybe even what caused you to start memorizing scripture? Yeah, those are great questions. What caused me to start memorizing scripture was just an insatiable desire to know mm -hmm. God's word. So nobody ever challenged me to do it. I wasn't, um, you know, there was no program that I used. Mm -hmm. When I went to Bible college and just realized that I needed God's word in my life in a, in a really profound way, I just began memorizing, not for the purpose of showing off, not for the purpose of, like in a message saying, well, you know, John 4, 7 says, uh -huh. I didn't have that desire. I just really desired to know the word of God in the context in which God gave it. So I didn't memorize the Bible by verse. I didn't memorize the Bible by topic. I memorized the Bible by book. Mm. And I had a job in college as an early married, as a young married student. I had a job that required me to be in my car four or five hours a day. And I just memorized passages of scripture hmm. and began with books of the Bible. And I really spent a lot of time reviewing. So for four or five hours a day, I would hmm. review scripture. I'm talking about when I was 21, 22, 23, wow. I would just spend hours every day. And 
So in those early days, I memorized the book of James and first Peter and second Peter and first John and second John and third John and Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and first Thessalonians and second Thessalonians and first Timothy and second Timothy and Titus and Hebrews and Romans and, you know, and, and poor and large portions of the Psalms and, and some of the gospels. But I just stayed after it, stayed after it, stayed after it. And then, you know, when I moved to Connecticut, started a church at age 25, I really stopped doing scripture memory. I just got busy. I got doing my life. But everything I now would quote in a message or anything that I would now uh, reference, that's all from those early days. Hmm. All of it. And what I say to young people all the time is, Invest in scripture memory early because your mind will never be as sharp as it is now. You'll never have the ability yeah. to retain information like you do now. It's like that early investment. If you memorize mm -hmm. scripture early, then it will pay dividends your entire life. It's like mm -hmm. making a good investment early. So that's just the way I did it. And it's, it's really served me well. Memorization should never be a goal in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Memorization should be for the purpose of meditation, for the purpose of allowing the word of God to saturate and sink into your life. So it's never, it should never have a, a purpose other than to change you from the inside out. Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of people, at least I've been guilty of this, when you think of you know, memorization. It's, well, I've got to memorize this book for a class or memorize this. And, you know, look at me, I can say this, this portion of scripture and you can't, but really, as you said, it's true. The purpose of it is to get us close to the Lord and get ourselves as saturated with scripture as much as possible. And as you said, when you're younger, it is much easier. I could think uh, in my K-5 class in kindergarten, we had to learn all kinds of verses. And most of those verses I learned in kindergarten are stuck with me now. You know, I'm 24 years old. That was 18 years ago. Uh, 19 years ago or so, but many of those verses are stuck with me. And as you shared the same thing, memorizing scripture, it's almost like you said, an investment and it helps you out in the future. So it really is important in life and it helps us out in our scripture in learning scripture and so forth. And a, and a key, a key benefit as well is when you memorize large portions of scripture, then what you've done is you've created a cross-reference system for the Holy Spirit to use. So as you read any other part of the Bible, as you hear any other part of the Bible preached, then all of what you have in your mind is automatically coming back and referencing itself with the things that you're now hearing. And that's the way the Holy Spirit teaches. He compares spiritual things with spiritual. It's, that's the first Corinthians two passage. It's good. So it, it just, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is true. Yeah. Now, changing gears a little bit, you get to travel and preach to teams quite a bit. Now, before I get to that question on our notes, this one's off script a little bit. So brace yourself, I guess. Uh, my teenagers, when they, they found out I was talking to you and they said, I had to ask you this question. They said that no exceptions. I had to at the end of this conversation. But we got to hear you at Teen Extreme this summer. Mm -hmm. And they were wondering, have you heard from Jakey? <laughs> you know, I've not heard from Jakey. I'm a little bit... Uh, um sad about that oh that's I, sad I, I felt that with with my influence in jakey's life you know, kind mm. of bringing him to the <laughs> surface molding him like a little piece of unformed clay i, I would oh, think I that he would have been more grateful I, I felt like i probably could have had a uh, a movie deal for him by now oh, yeah. a contract signed uh, he probably could have been <laughs> married several times 
I know. Um, but uh, yeah, Jakey, Jakey, if you're out there and you're listening to this, I really feel that you need to contact me because you're in danger, buddy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't continue to invest in your life if you're not going to receive it. Hey, Jakey, if you're out there listening, reach out to this podcast. I will get you in connection with Brother Scaling. We need to get this worked out. And they yeah, also wanted I, me to ask. Of course, I almost killed. I almost killed Jakey. Remember, I lifted him yeah, up. Oh, and I know. We fell over that. Yeah, he probably has a huge gap. He's probably in the hospital right now, yeah. wishing he had never met Kurt Skelly. Mm. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that was my next follow-up question. They said they had to ask if you or him have recovered from your fall. <laughs> you know, I, I have recovered. There's a, there's a little bit of embarrassment that I had to deal with. I was in therapy. <laughs> I received some counseling. Uh, so that helped me. Uh, but, you know, I don't know about Jakey. You know, that gash yeah. in his leg, you know, he may have had to have his leg amputated by now. I'm not sure. Man, Jakey, you need to give us an update. If you're listening, let us know what happened with that leg. Reach out to the <laughs> Skelly. We got this. Uh, but getting back to a serious note on that, you get to preach to teens quite a bit. And we're privileged to hear you and Matt. But what are some things maybe you've noticed that a lot of teens struggle with in their Christian life? Uh, maybe you've noticed over the last few years, over the last few months even. And what are some things they can do to improve in that area or to get over that struggle or whatever the case is? You know, it's it's a great question. I, I'm not sure that there's any one thing mm-hmm. that teenagers struggle with. It's it's a difficult season, not impossible, but a difficult season to live as a teenager because teenagers have so many besetting and alluring things that are available to them at the touch of a finger. You know, obviously the the, the phone is a big one. So they're constantly being bombarded. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. But it's not to say that there's not a a vicious battle that teenagers face. You know, I I would say, honestly, the number one problem that I see among teenagers is insecurity. Because insecurity drives so many of our bad decisions. It's insecurity that makes us be people-pleasers. It's insecurity that makes us be swayed by a crowd. It's insecurity that causes us to not take a stand for the Lord. Or you just go right down the list of besetting sins Mm -hmm. and you'll find somewhere at the root of it an insecurity. Now, the good news is that insecurity can be eradicated as a person develops a real and bona fide relationship with God. And what I mean by that is not just this perfunctory, I read my Bible, you know, I had my two-minute prayer list that I read. No, that's not it. it. It's really discovering the reality of a genuine walk with God. You know, spending time alone with the Lord, asking the Lord to really show you his word, delving into it, studying it, not being so much concerned about reading four or five chapters in a day. Don't be so concerned about that. Be more concerned about, Lord, I want you to speak to me. And I really want you to use your word to impress upon me something about you, something about your character, something that I can take away today that I can apply in my algebra class. When I sit in the locker room and the teacher's not there, when I go to my job at Chick-fil-A or wherever, God, I want to be a representative of yours. You know, some of the best Christians I've ever met in my life, Colton, are Christians, are are, are, rather our teenagers. Some of the best Christians Mm -hmm. I've ever met are teenagers. 
because teenagers have a passion. Teenagers have a genuine desire to live for something bigger than themselves. They, they want to be involved. They want to experience. And I would just say to every teenager listening, man, capitalize on that. Just don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait until you're in college. Serve God today. Let no man despise thy youth. Be an example of believers today. And don't allow the insecurities that pester so many teenagers to cripple you from being all that you can be for God. Yeah, that is good. And listeners, I would encourage you to rewind that back and take some notes on that. There's some good truths there you shared with us. And really, it is true. A lot of teenagers struggle with insecurity. And like you said, kind of giving the remedy to that. And please take that to heart, listeners. I would beg of you and encourage you to do so. Uh, this next question, I ask this to every guest that comes on. And I love hearing their answers, seeing what verses they have to share. But can you uh, share with us what your life verse is and just tell us why? Maybe give us a brief challenge from it and talk about that. You know, I typically share two verses when people ask okay. me that question. One verse I share is Romans one seventeen, which it's, it's actually, its principle is found four other times in the Bible, but it's the, the statement, the just shall live by faith. And it's what arrested Martin Luther. He read it in Habakkuk. The just shall live by his faith. And the point there is that the, the very motivation by which we live is the fact that we believe in something you can't see. We believe that God is watching. We believe that God is real. We believe, we believe that eternity is real. And the way that the Christian life can be lived effectively is when you live in light of the things that you can't see. The just shall live by faith. And the, the best cure for a, uh, a, a sinful heart is, hey, live by faith. Realize that, that God is everywhere present. The best cure for insecurity is live by faith. God is there. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Uh, he is your strength. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is there. He's with you. So it's the faith element. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the just shall live by faith. That's a life verse of mine, Romans 1, 17. But then also Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 and 4 Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And the point there is we make bad decisions when we get faint in our minds. You know, before we make bad, before we engage in bad behavior or engage in bad actions, we there's bad thinking. So the, the writer of Hebrews said, the, the way to cure your thinking is consider Christ. Consider what he went through. Think about him. Think about his mm. suffering. Think about what he did for you. And that's going to, that's going to, in, in no, it's going to in strengthen your mind. You've not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You, you don't have it as bad as you think you do. So consider the example of great mentors like the prophets and, and great Christians, but most importantly, consider Christ. That is good. I appreciate those two verses. It was with Romans 117 and then Hebrews 12, three and four, two great passages of scripture listeners. I encourage you to go read those, check them out for yourself. Now you also have your own podcast. So could you share with us uh, about it? Tell, uh, give us the name of it, where it can be found, 
uh, what you talk about on it, how long you've been doing it. Just kind of give us the rundown of your podcast. Sure. Yeah, I have a podcast called Everyday Truth, and it's exactly that. It's just we go through books of the Bible. Right now we're in Jeremiah chapter number 18, going through the book of Jeremiah. We've done, I think, 20 or 25 books of the Bible already. And it's verse by verse, usually sections a daily of anywhere from four to eight verses in a day, uh, just by verse by verse and chapter by chapter. I believe that most Christians, not just teenagers, I believe that most Christians struggle reading their Bible every day. I really believe that. And I want to do, do something positive to help believers be in their Bible. Sometimes people don't read the Bible because they don't understand it. Yeah. They, they'll mm -hmm. read one of the minor prophets. They'll read books like uh, Malachi or Zechariah or Obadiah or Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand what it means. So I started the podcast so that we can go through books of the Bible, explain them carefully, and let people come away with some really practical applications for their life that day. And it's really taken off. You know, we have thousands of people that listen every day, and they're part of our Everyday Truth family. And I would love for any and all of you to jump in. Yes. You can find Everyday Truth on any one of the podcasting platforms, you know, obviously, obviously Apple Podcasts is the big one, but you can find it on Spotify and Podbean and just all of them. They're, it's yeah. there. If you want to know what platform specifically, just go to KurtSkelly.com and you can find it there. Awesome. And listeners, as you said, I would encourage you check it out. It is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I usually wait to the weekend and then listen to the previous five episodes at once. Binge it. I like that. Yes. And I love doing it. I'm loving the Jeremiah series there. It's been super helpful to me. And I really believe it can help you out, listeners. And you can go back, check out other books of the Bible. You said, what, close to 25, around 25 books of the Bible you believe you've covered? Yeah. So wh what I do is if you go to faithva.org, okay. that's our church website, you can get the, the app as well. All the media is there. And I preach through books of the Bible. So yeah. if you add the books that I've preached through that are available and then the podcasts I've taught through, I think that's about 25 books. That is awesome. So listeners, I would really urge you to check it out. I think it's an awesome resource. It's been helpful to me. Uh, I love it. I love expository preaching, going through books. And it's really excited. I'm going through my first book right now. I'm going through First John with our youth group and loving every second of verse by verse. And I believe it's the way to go in that. And it's awesome. So listeners, I would urge you to check it out. As I said, any and all podcast platforms, and I believe it will be a help to you in your walk with God, especially understanding those books of the Bible that maybe you don't know anything about, or the books that you think you know, but really you don't, or you know very little about, and it can help you in your walk with God and in your knowledge of the scriptures. Uh, but again, Brother Skelly, thank you so much for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. It really means a lot, and I know the listeners have enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this, came away with some truths, things that I need to apply to my own life. Uh, but to close us out, do you mind uh, ending in prayer for us? I don't mind at all. Thanks for letting me uh, come on. It, it means yes, a lot sir. to me. And if I can ever be a help, Colton, to you or to any of you that are listening, we're in this thing together, guys. Um, we, we are a remnant and we live in a crazy world and we need to encourage each other. We need to come alongside each other. Uh, jot me an email from time to time. Let me know what you're doing. 
If you run across me at a meeting, at a youth meeting or a revival or a Bible conference, please come up and greet me. I'd love to meet you personally. But for now, let's just close with a word of prayer. Lord, I, I pray that you would bless uh, the, this podcast. Lord, give it favor. I know that Brother Colton's desire is that you would be glorified and that your word would have free course and that lives would be affected positively. And Lord, I pray that you would grant that desire. Lord, I pray that in future episodes and future years, that the story of this podcast would be one of helping and inspiring people to follow you. Lord, I pray for every listener right now. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who will listen in the future at some random place, but Lord, you do. So I pray that insofar that we have shared godly principles and even verses from your word, that you would use them to help us to follow you in new and profound ways. Bless us today. Help us, Lord, to be aware of your presence and to practice it. And then, Lord, help us to look for some person, even today, uh, that we can share Christ with. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I think we're good.